0: At user testing, uh, we care a lot about uh, helping our customers collect customer feedback and human insight. Um, I'm not sure if you have a piece of advice that you might give to someone trying to convince others to invest in customer feedback.
1: If you're not listening to your customers, who are you serving? So if you're not giving them what they want, who are you trying to make happy? And so user feedback is a way to actually um, I think there, there's a, people are mistaken by saying like, you know, Ford said, if I asked them what they wanted, I would give them a faster horse. They would, they would, but once you actually have a product out there in the market, something tangible, some people can compare, uh, what they use it for. then it's, it's almost imperative for you to listen to what they're saying in order for your com- company to be successful. I think bringing people into the research, you know, I'm working with, a. Like tech team mine's working with a company now, and um, they actually do a pretty good job, but like we're just identifying certain individuals to bring closer to the work and to actually hear firsthand take them into some customers' homes because they're gonna then they'll open up to believing in it more and influencing other people. And so I think one of the things is in general, like we're trying to get more feedback in here. I would say try to narrow down and find people that if you can get them to see things differently and start believing in it that they can help bring others along versus just the research team or the design team having to do it that, you know, uh, having, having people do the work for you <laughs> to, to make that change in your culture, I think is, is a good, good move. Just make cupcakes.
2: Um, <laughs> and I, look, uh, there is, um, I, have, I don't think I've struggled, uh, with that. It's, um, you know, you do have sometimes to, to remind people that you are not their own customer in some ways. And, um, and and like I mentioned before, like you can't do anything remarkably well in the world um, without creating value for, for other people. And so if, you, if whatever you're trying to do is not for you and you're trying to create value for other people, you need to know those people. You need to spend time and invest time in having a deep knowledge of understanding. You need to validate along the way, every step, that, that this is really a problem they have. It's really a problem. What's solving, and that the solution you've come up with actually solves the problem. It's great what you think, but what you think doesn't sell the product to everybody else. What sells the product to everybody else? Everybody else thinking what you want them to think, right? And, and I and I always have to uh, to remind people about uh, and show them examples of amazing companies in the world, and even show them things that. Uh, Uh, people who were not sure about how to articulate themselves, you know, how to do and describe the problem themselves and that companies that invested in truly trying to uncover the the hidden needs or the unarticulated needs of customers have led to great solutions in the world. um, And then your Ubers and your, you know, those kinds of things. And And I describe that to kind of call people out. This is why we focus on customer centric design. This is why we care. About customers, on one end, we want to define and identify their problems. On one end, we are not solving the problems for ourselves. (laughs) And so we need them to validate that we actually have solved the problem. For me, this seems like common
3: sense. Um, It's like you're building a product for your customers. And if you don't get their feedback, then what are you really building? But then on the other side, I've interviewed uh, so many product managers where they have never talked to a single customer. Um, and I think there's a whole process, like it's, 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 it's yeah, maybe introduce a lot of friction and, or maybe people rely too much on data and analytics versus actually, you know, soliciting feedback. Um, so it's almost like an irony in my mind. So when I, when I talk to people, uh, it's like, let's say even you, you're using analytics for your product, they will tell you what, but they'll never tell you why. You really need to know why only by getting the feedback directly from the customers. And that's why you need to like go and talk to your customers and get the feedback from them. Only then you can actually build a product, which uh, is actually going to solve the pain point, which they are hiring your product to solve.
4: I do think that often senior leaders, again, there's this bias about the past where they'll say, well, we know this because we knew it five years ago. And And But then the business has changed, the market's changed, everything's changed. And it's like, do we know it right now? Do we actually know it right Mm -hmm. now? And often the way I'll tell you, one of the ways that I've gotten buy in on this is to just go do a little, like don't do a lot, don't go nuts, but just go do a little and bring a few of these little sparkly insights back. And then everybody starts getting interested about, well, what else could you figure out? you know, I think there's this myth that came out of something Steve Jobs said, which is, you know, you have to know what customers want. Uh, you can't ask them what they want. You just have to give it to them, right? Or something like that. And people have taken that to mean, oh, you know, we shouldn't ask customers for feedback. And to that, you know, I can only say that Really, Steve Jobs and all of Apple did so much user research. So it wasn't necessarily just customer feedback. Like they have labs where they do a ton of research. Uh, and and that's what informs this understanding of what is the problem that they need to solve in the world and then you know building a product that goes and solves that. Uh, so it's absolutely not true that customer feedback is not important. I think what questions do you ask even? To get that customer feedback, what questions do you ask in your research? It has to be uh, driven by some ideas that you have, uh, and so you know, I'd say formulate those ideas, create a, a plan for what do you want to know, and then go do it. You really need that to be able to build a product.
0: I think we discussed this a little bit earlier. You know, ignore customers and their feedback at your peril. Like that, you will not succeed if you're not listening and responding to your customers. I
5: I, I think. Uh... I would just think about companies like, have you heard of Airtime.com? Because they spent $42 million and it went nowhere. Have you heard of Juicero? Because they spent $118 million and it went nowhere. Or maybe you've heard of Kibi, That was like $1.7 billion with a B, and that also went nowhere. I think these are three examples of what I would call ego-driven development. For somebody who's unconvinced that getting feedback from customers is valuable, I want to know how deep your pockets are because you can get to the billions and still be a big failure without getting the right kind of feedback from your from your customer base. So there's also a fool's errand of like, look, okay, you want to you want to go down there, that's great, but you just might fail. Like, there's definitely a percentage chance you might be right. But as we talk about in our product research rules, rule number one, prepare to be wrong because you're probably going to be wrong in some way. How how much wrong you are is going gonna, is gonna to vary, but you're probably going to be wrong somewhere. And there's plenty of there's plenty of failure studies out there, failure cases out there you can look at.
0: So one piece of advice I would say is just what we mentioned before. Um figure out what, who you're trying to answer this for, right? Who are you doing your research for? Observe, listen, and figure out what makes them tick. Um, For me, a lot of that is just like what resonates with them, right? This is how you get traction for any of the research that you're doing. Know your audience, right? It's exactly the reason, yeah, just like we mentioned earlier uh, in this discussion, it's like, it's a, it's a research on research. <laughs> who, are you doing, who is your audience for your research? What you know? What are they going to use it for? Why is it important? Um, how does it fit into the context of their lives? It's literally research on research, um, which is hilarious. But that would be my my hugest, largest piece of advice for anybody trying to get traction for the research is like make sure you know who your audience is, and therefore what you're going to really be delivering to them. Because otherwise, research for the sake of research, as we all know, is fantastic, but also not that useful sometimes, right? So. Making sure it's hitting the hitting mark. Yeah, show, don't tell. The worst thing you can do is you you come into a team and or a company and you're like pounding your chest and saying like, oh, you need to do all these things and make all these changes, you know, in this particular way for UX and you need to do this and you need to do that. And the reason why I say that, and I, I'm not even joking about that whatsoever is because I've come into teams multiple times over where that was the case. And now I've inherited that situation. My one piece of advice would be put them in front of customers. It's a good one. Have the penny drop moment.
6: Think about your own or tell your bosses to think about what they want when they're a consumer or how they want to be treated when they're in a bind and they need help and assistance. It's not always about the end end, uh, transaction. One of the things, I know this is a lightning round, but uh, a stat, or I, I think I saw earlier this year from one of these uh, vendor reports, was that call center, you know, just blew up. Of course, during a pandemic, you know, people are calling for all sorts of reasons that they're having issues with. But forty percent of those calls apparently were people just wanted to talk to another human being, which I found incredibly amazing. So, just think about your own personal needs. As you, you know, interact and and tell your kind of your, your uh, team what they, you know, how they should act towards customers, because you can't look at them as a transaction. I, I know I keep saying that if you think of them as a transaction, you're going to you're going to lose them eventually because they're actually humans and humans need more than just facts and figures.